0: Hey y'all and welcome to another episode of Nah But For Real, where besties who heal together keep it real together. I'm your co-host Jay, this is your co-host Allie, and we're so happy for you to join us here today on another episode. If you are new here, hello. Make sure that you're following us on all of our social media platforms at MBFR Podcast. Make sure that you are subscribed to our YouTube channel and leaving comments because it's a family here y'all. We connect, all right? Yes, and so if you're new here, you won't know, but if you're you're old here, you know that we're going to start off today like every other episode with an icebreaker. So today's icebreaker is: What's your favorite genre of music, and how does that genre of music make you feel? Rapid fire, Alley, go. Uh,
1: you said rapid fire. I said, I I'm, like, um, I'm gonna go with R and B soul, and it always makes okay. me feel so, so calm. And when I say R and B soul, I'm talking like Tiana Taylor fucking jojo tori kelly like artists like that beyonce she going into so that's like my my type of vibe just helps me stay calm first of all beyonce goes in every genre okay y'all period um
0: i said that my favorite was neo soul um but i'm more of like a like ari Linux, like a like erica d'angelo it just makes me feel like nostalgic i grew up with um, entertainers, a lot of entertainers, and that's what they used to perform when I was growing up, so it always just makes me feel like I'm back in my, my space as a child, you know? <laughs> it's giving that for a lot, yeah, especially Ari. She, she she be taking me there. She coming out. She got a concert coming, y'all. I'm excited, but anyway, um, talking about music, we're going to be talking a little bit about vibrations and emotional frequency today. So stick in there and we're going to talk to you guys more about, you know, what that all means, because that probably means nothing to you right now. So (laughs) um, first, I want to get started and talk about how we describe emotions um, before we talk about the emotional frequency chart. A lot of us describe emotions as good or bad, like when you're feeling sad, let me stop feeling sad because that's bad. Or when I'm feeling happy, this is great. I want to feel like this all the time and we might describe that as a good emotion and describe uh describe others as bad emotions. Um and we kind of want to stray away from that. Um, and we're going to learn a little bit more why. But talking about that, um I want to talk about how like sometimes we have emotions that we may classify as bad, like ooh, boo emotions, but they might have good outcomes um in the long run. Have you feel, do you feel like you faced times where that has happened, like you f- you felt an emotion that other people might say is bad, but it might have helped you in the long run.
1: Yeah, so I was thinking about the emotion feeling uncomfortable. So mm-hmm. when you think of being uncomfortable, people are like, I don't want to feel uncomfortable. That's bad. That's a bad emotion. But I think when you feel uncomfortable, that lets you know something's not right. Mm-hmm. Um, it lets you know that something needs to change. Either it's the conversation or maybe it's the environment but it's almost this protective factor that your body goes into naturally when you start to feel uncomfortable so yeah that's the emotion that I think that I would say is like good a good emotion but like when we say like good and bad um yeah yeah
0: right people would think being uncomfortable is a bad emotion you want to get away from it but it could save your life (laughs) to Mm -hmm. be honest it Mm -hmm. definitely save your life um for me the first thing I thought about was jealousy or envy. Uh, which are two different things, but you know what? They they're pretty similar. Um, but when I think about jealousy and envy, a lot of people are like, ew, nobody wants to talk about it. You're a hater, you know. But a lot of times, if you actually take the time to think about why you are feeling envious about somebody, you usually go back to feeling like there's some work that needs to be done and I'm not okay with who I am at this point and being able to identify that you're not okay with who you are is the first step in becoming who you want to be. So mm-hmm. I thought about jealousy because not really jealousy for me, but I have experienced envy where I'll look on social media. And I know a lot of people our age will look on social media and think like, I don't have that or better yet. They don't deserve that. I hear that all the time. They don't deserve that. They didn't do nothing. She a gold digger. She did, you know, this, this and that. Instead of just saying, I wish I didn't have to work all day long to bring home thousand dollars paychecks. And that'll get you closer to realizing that I don't have to work all day long to get that. I can be in that place too. So what steps do I have to take to get there? But it might take that jealousy or envy to for you to realize that it's you, you really ain't known. It's not, you know, it's not really now. Mm-hmm. Hmm, and I've been there too, so I'm not judging at all. Um, so yeah, uh, that's going to take us into emotional frequency. So instead of describing our emotions as good or bad there's a better way to do so so that we're not dismissing those emotions like jealousy or uh uncomfortability but you know we're embracing them all the same just a different vibration so um the emotional frequency chart basically is telling you it's a vibe you know (laughs) uh I think of it as this is how I think. It. I'm going to let Allie further explain as well. But when I think of it, I think like feelings that make you feel good are high up on the chart, such as um, they use enlightenment or peace and joy. They make you feel good. And when you think about feeling good, you're going to vibrate higher. Um, this is a spiritual um, practice as well. This is not anything that can be scientifically divided, uh, measured or, or decided um, or thinking about, quote unquote, bad uh emotions as lower vibrational instead of that bad, bad emotions. Maybe they don't f- make you feel that good when you feel jealous or when you in their uh words feel shame or guilt um or apathetic. Those make you vibrate uh lower. And you might want to stay away from those, you might want to not visit those as frequent as you would want to, you know, vibrate as high, like somebody killing your vibe. That's how I'm thinking about it. Like, oh, that just killed my vibe. AKA that just made me feel depressed or that just made me feel this versus if you had a vibe at first, obviously, you know, you was lit. Lit should be on the list. We needed one. We got to make our own. <laughs> but Ellie how would you, can you go further into um, what the emotional frequency chart really is?
1: Yeah. So when I think of it, I actually can see it in my head mm-hmm. and I'm like visualizing it. And knowing that when we feel higher up, because you can feel it, you can almost feel like this joy and you can feel like happiness, like you can feel confidence. And when you feel like that, you have a lot more energy going for you. You're more motivated to do things. You're more inspired to do things. Whereas when you have things that are on the lower spectrum of the chart, you start to feel kind of drained or you start to feel like you don't have much energy to do much of anything. So when I think of it, I almost put it towards energy wise, where if you're lower energy, you know, your vibrations are lower. So that lets you know your frequency is lower. So. Paying attention to your own energy to see like, oh, I'm really not feeling this today. I'm a low key low right now. So that must mean my vibrations are low. So what do I need to do so that I can raise my vibrations up so I can actually have more energy so I can be motivated, so I can be inspired? So, yeah, that's kind of how I I think of it based off of your energy. You can feel your energy. You know if you feel lower or if you feel higher. And getting away from calling these emotions as good and bad, you know, making sure because bad, we think bad, we want to avoid. We don't want to feel that. So if we feel low, we want to avoid. We want to avoid that feeling of feeling low. But sometimes, like you said, we do have to feel that low in order to even be able to know what a high kind of feels like. So then, when we go up the scale, then we know. Okay, so I'm feeling high, I'm feeling good, but that doesn't necessarily always mean that it's good. So, yep. yeah, that's why I'm, us changing our birds to higher and lower frequencies. Yeah, that's that's the that's the wave, y'all. Hop on.
0: Right. Right. When you were talking about energy, it made me think kind of back to what you were saying at the beginning, um, going into how our bodies basically make these emotions to save us um and so when you think about vibrating lower and think about energy that might be energy preservation and Mm -hmm. a lot of times like when we're making decisions I'm thinking about I was thinking about decision fatigue the other day and making decisions are great when you think about decision makers we're like yeah they're great people and you know they're go-getters they're driven but a lot of times our body will save us from burning out. And we think if you're if you're thinking like, oh, I'm lazy uh, versus, you know, I'm a great decision maker. Instead of saying I'm lazy and thinking that's negative, my body might be preserving that energy. So that's why we. I, when you said that, it's like, OK, yeah, we do need to stay away from saying that this is bad because a lot of times our our bodies tell us what to do. Mm -hmm. And we have to listen to them, even if we don't feel the best, you might feel, you know, lazy, but again, start thinking back to why do I feel lazy when I'm not actively making decisions when they making decisions takes a lot of energy. It really does. Or make, you know, even jealousy that takes a lot of energy. So what do I do to stay away from this? What is my body telling me right now? Mm
1: -hmm. You know?
0: And as we stay away from good or or bad, I think that will help us to focus on what we really need and to work alongside our bodies versus just saying, oh, that's bad. Let me just, this is not supposed to be in here. Because Mm -hmm. I I don't personally feel like we would feel bad if it wasn't gonna save us. You know, it would be no point for us to experience these emotions if they didn't serve us in some type of way.
1: Exactly. And I always like to tell my clients, That, because a lot of times, like, so, can you think of a time when you felt like sad? Can you think of a time when you felt guilty? Oh, I don't feel guilty. I don't feel sad. Mm -hmm. And when you give that to yourself, it takes away from the experience of feeling sad. Like we're human, we should feel sad. There's there's sadness that happens around us, or. We should feel guilty. Like there's things that we may do and we might feel like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. And I feel guilty. So when you don't feel those emotions, that's when I think it's a problem. So like clients are like, if I feel guilty, there's a problem. No, no, no. If you don't feel guilty, there's a problem. If you don't Mm -hmm. feel sadness, there's a problem because there's suppression. There's, there's something happening that's leading you to not wanting to feel that emotion. And what is it? Why don't you feel that emotion? Yeah. Right.
0: It's like we're pushed to be inhumane in a way, Like, Yeah. That literally is a part of a human experience. Mm -hmm. And the more you try to take away from that human experience, the less you're moving, you're moving away from who you are as a person, literally. (laughs) Um, It's closer closer to animalistic behavior. And that's what I was thinking. Like when you start thinking good, bad, I automatically, even when I hear people tell like their kids good or bad, I automatically think dog. Like (laughs) that's automatically where my brain goes to. Good boy, bad boy. Like. Mm -hmm. and there's we're so much we're so dynamic like that's not who we are pets aren't even like that but look can we not be on the same spectrum (laughs) as people please like we gotta have some type of different differentiation differentiation jesus (laughs) um to separate ourselves and understand that this is a human-like experience these emotions are Mm human-like um and accepting them for that um so with that uh getting to the last point is talking about um, obviously this is like we said this is not scientific this is not measurable this is not something that you can go and prescribe <laughs> you can't tell your doctor i need a prescription because i'm vibrating low <laughs> you know that's not <laughs> how that works <laughs> but um uh, you do want to talk about states in which will alter our vibrations and alter our emotions and these mental uh, stances in the, that you can be at and um when, you know, and then you might be comparing yourself to someone who is vibrating differently, is what I'm trying to say. You could be in mm-hmm. a, you know, say, for example, depression and it's a chemical imbalance, yeah, where you might not feel like everybody else feels. And so you might have to take medication. And so just talk about a little bit more about how to manage those emotions when your environment is completely different. It's not a stable environment. Um, or maybe your mental environment is not a stable environment for you. Mm -hmm.
1: For me personally. Mm -hmm. Okay. So thinking about, oh, heads up y'all. I'm, I have a new diagnosis. (laughs) 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 We should make that a a jingle. I have
0: a new diagnosis.
1: um so working with anxiety we all know we all know by now if you're not new here um if you are new here I have generalized anxiety and now I am 26 years old and finding out later on in life that I also have ADHD and it often happens very very often within black women especially so uh but besides that um when it comes to my anxiety and being able to make sure that I can help myself go up on the scale of like the vibrational um, or the frequencies. And I, I'm not on my medicine. That's hard.
0: Mm -hmm. It's
1: difficult. And I can't sit here and make it seem like it's easy. So that's why my answer is very like, it's, it's hard and it, it takes consistency and it takes, even if you mess up, it takes compassion, empathy, understanding, showing grace. Because anxiety is something that it can be debilitating. And a lot of people often kind of say, oh, uh, it's not that big of a deal. Or, oh, it's okay. Why are you tripping? But it really does cause like almost this this body. It's a somatic experience. Like it's Mm -hmm. tough. So uh, I would say for me, when I'm not on my meds, kind of reminding myself to show myself grace. That's yeah. like that's just it. That's the answer I'm gonna have to go with because outside of that, um, I could sit here and say, oh, I'm gonna do my breath work. I'm gonna color. I'm gonna do these things to help me feel better. Um, but the reality of it is, is that when you're experiencing the body, the somatic symptoms of anxiety, it's really, really hard to not feel it without medication. Like mm-hmm. depending on how severe it is for you. For me, it could be quite severe um, to the point of panic attacks. So. For my anxiety, it's really tough. For my ADHD, I'm going to go with the same answer. Showing self, great. Distractions, concentration, oh, yeah. Oh, deficient, yeah. And if you ever see me, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I agree. And that that comes with even without being diagnosed and without being on medication in times where, I like I think about, for me, when I was thinking about this, I think about maybe like traveling or vacation and people who travel on vacation and they're on a diet. And they have this like, go, like, I'm not going to eat this. Maybe you're keto. I'm not going to eat any carbs on vacation. You're going to a whole new place. And you give yourself, you beat yourself up because you just had some fried fish or you just had, you know, something where, that you would never try anywhere else. And your body's like, go try it, you know, go experience yeah. it. And you you've, you've put these constraints on yourself. You're not giving yourself that grace to just allow your body, like I said earlier, allow yourself to work alongside your body. It's going to be times in which you're not always going to vibrate at 700, whatever, you know, you're not always going to be top tier vibrational enlightened. That's not a human experience. Mm-hmm. So like we said, give yourself grace for those times that are low and maybe surround yourself with people who are higher or surround yourself with energy that is higher. Um, talking about that, let's talk a little bit about maybe steps we can take when um, our vibrations are low. Not so much as when you're uncontrolled in an uncontrolled state, like you know, without medication or maybe being in an an environment that you're not familiar with. But everyday life, maybe just some two or three things that
1: you do when you feel low. Mm-hmm. Definitely showing gratitude. That's like one of the first things, kind of focusing on. What am I grateful for? Grateful for my home. Grateful for my life. Grateful for my family. So showing gratitude in different areas, and then. Definitely one of my biggest things is surrounding you said this earlier, but surrounding myself with higher vibrational energy that could be that doesn't have to be a human like that could be even like for I have a I have a cat, my little lotus, and she's quite very sweet. Um, So she can be sweet. Now that's when I'm with her, I feel very content. So and when I'm playing with her, there's lots of energy happening. So being able to even engage with her or go outside in nature, there's vibrations in nature, especially when you're like in a space where there's like trees and, and grass, flowers, and just kind of paying attention to the scenery. So that's my second one. So nature, I mean, not nature, but putting myself around like higher energy as well as showing gratitude and doing things that are higher energy. Um And what that might look like for me is like, um journaling, I've been coloring I've been um reading my oracle cards I uh meditate, stretch, <laughs> so different things that just kind of help me relax and remember almost my purpose or the 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 reason of why we're here like it's giving this like reset. Needing a reset. If you feel like you're completely down in the gutter and you feel like your your vibrations is like at a complete zero, you ain't got no energy, reset yourself. Reset yourself. Give yourself a moment to just be calm. Go take a bath. Go listen to some sound waves. Um drink you some water. Like really reset yourself so that you can prepare for something else. And that might be inspiration. That might be um joy. I don't know. Yeah. No,
0: um, I actually had a therapy assignment like this when I was in therapy when you know you just hit your like child <laughs> eye roll moment of life you just don't want to do anything you feeling low apathetic like they said you're just over it um, I had a point like that in therapy and I, she actually gave me assignments because I'm someone who needs assignments and <laughs> um, she she tasked me with you know, finding things, we talked about it together, what are things that straight up just make you feel like you, and maybe it might be this year's you, or maybe it might be five-year-old you um, that you might need to experience, and that will raise your vibration, so for me, instantly, I thought about cooking, because it makes me use, utilize every sense, I could smell stuff, I could taste stuff, I, I'm actually physically running back and forth from the kitchen, I'm I'm thinking, and when I'm I'm talking about cooking, I mean, like, not recipe, like, I'm You know, thinking I'm thinking this through and figure something out for myself, and it makes you feel prideful and you know excited to see what the uh, end result can be. So that was a huge one for me. Cooking is always like, okay, if I get downstairs and I and I cook, I'm good. (laughs) I'm good. Not a have to, but a want to. You know. Mm -hmm. Also, um, going outside. I was actually listening to a podcast, and they talked about how um, we should really focus on leaving our phone, getting away from our phone at the beginning of the day. And the first thing you do is either wash your dishes. And they they gave like the scientific background behind washing your dishes when you first wake up in the morning. I forgot what it was, but it was really interesting. But going outside as well, just going outside, you can either walk, stretch, whatever the case may be, but getting your brain to fully understand that you are here, like, like ground yourself in the morning. If that's breathing in the morning or just As soon as you're waking up, making sure that you're a part of what's going on around you, um, that's really helpful. So for me, I don't go outside because I live in Chicago, but I will let y'all know I get in front of a window and I open it. (laughs) So (laughs) you live in Chicago, you know it's November, it's cold, But I definitely will get in front of that window, talk, you know, breathe through, just make sure I have time. Without the phone, just even if you can just start off with like three minutes, maybe just leave the phone in the bathroom or whatever the case may be, Getting away from technology when you first wake up in the morning, you don't need that constant reminder. Like I said earlier, might be envy or that constant reminder of whatever the heck is going on that has nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. As soon as you wake up, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. try to ground yourself, like you said, express gratitude for what your situation is right now. Um, And you'll be able to see that a little more clearer if you wake up without any distractions. So that's the way I feel like I raise my emotional frequency. Let us know in the comments below what you think you do to make yourself feel better. If it's like coloring or if it's cooking or if it's hugging on and cuddling on the babies and the pets, you know, let me know how you feel in the comments, give other people suggestions. So with that being said, we're gonna challenge you to take a look at the chart. We're gonna leave that in the description box as always. And let us know how you feel about it. Let us know how you feel about the difference between good emotions and bad emotions. Let us know how you feel like you're going to vibrate higher now that you listen to this episode or let us know you know anything that we're missing from this episode. And make sure that you're, like I said before, following us on all of our social media platforms at NBFR and leaving comments down below. And until next time, bye-bye. Peace out. Bye.